Hello and welcome to Last Night's Day podcast. I'm Stephen White, joined as always by Sarah Lorbeck. Sarah, how are you? Um, I'm very good. And also, before we start, I'm just going to do the most awkward things. Okay, so I have this thing where I tend to not correct people a lot. Mm. So actually, my name is Sarah. Sarah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I've been <laughs> so saying Sarah. I never, yeah. yeah, I never really um, correct people. Yeah, no problem at <laughs> I all. I had to correct everyone. Cool. Um, what have you been listening to lately? Since the last time we did the podcast, I saw it on Instagram, you put up like you were listening to a lot more Irish bands. Yeah, since... I, your recommendation was Slow Riot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I had to listen to them and mm. I really enjoyed their sound. Their new two single. New, they've they've uh, put two new singles, yeah. Yeah, that kind of led me a more obscure mm. um, kind of alternative uh, post-punk bands and one mm. of them was um, Whistle Jacket but uh, their sound is like incredible are they special. Irish? they're British okay yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly Leeds yeah. Um, but yeah they're, uh, they have a song called March Hare which is yeah. absolutely incredible and yeah. it's even better when you're listening to it with like headphones or earphones because like there's some incredible panning going on at the beginning of the song and it's just yeah. it's really hypnotic yeah. their sound is really cool they're super kind of post-punk kind of band again a, a newer band yeah. but uh, which is kind of disappointing to hear that they broke up as a band okay. and didn't really make much yeah. while they were a band but um, yeah Whistle, Whistle Jacket. Jacket cool well last night I was at um, a thing in uh, Smithfield at a, uh, called Selfmade I don't know if we spoke about it before but it was down in the third space and it was run by um, Judy Hawk from the band Hawk and uh, an artist called Joanna Bain and um, the whole thing point of it was like, difficulties of being an independent artist or a young new emerging artist on the scene and all the workload that you kind of get with that now this one in particular the first one was geared very much towards uh, women in music and, and their strides towards doing the same working within the theatre wide context and it was fantastic there was a, a panel chaired by um, Jess from uh, Bark uh, there was people like from Hummingbird uh, Carl Kyo was on it it was very interesting to listen to people and their point of view about being an artist and like kind of the perception of like you know somebody going well what is it that you do I, I think anyone in the arts probably gets it you know yeah. that kind of reply when you say well what is it what is it that you do well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do I explain this I think for me it's the easiest see that logo over there yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's very interesting and I, I really hope that they do more they they're definitely are going to do more it was sold out so yeah self-made hopefully we'll go see another one of them but the, let's just start with dream wife and somebody I am not my body I'm somebody Body. I am not my body, I'm somebody. You were Radar basically just through scroll and through uh, stereo bomb. What I loved about Dreamwife, this song, somebody, and their album, which has just been released, the um, self-titled debut album. My kind of idea that it, listening to it, just how modern punk it is, and punk is one of those genres that has kind of been bastardized through kind of nostalgia glasses. I think my, my favourite quote about punk is actually from Johnny Rotten, where he's talking about current punk bands and going, stop copying granddad. Referring to himself as being granddad, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm kind of thinking uh, Johnny Rotten and Sex Pistols, and I don't, yeah. I don't know. See, I used to love them, mm. but mm. I kind of looking back, they mm. were a totally fabricated band. Oh yeah. Now I had this, yeah. I had this thought. Actually, I had this discussion uh, mm. with someone uh, just the other day. Yeah. Um, I was like, I get so annoyed. I don't know. I was like, just really annoyed by the fact that I'm like, so many bands were mm. just fabricated mm. and just put there on stage. And I think my biggest complaint was that. Um, Sid Vicious is so like 
I don't know. He's made this like really popular figure, yeah. and him and uh, what's Nancy's her name? Yeah, great movie with the uh, yeah. Gary Oldman. I saw the I saw the movie. The mm. movie was like good. Mm. He couldn't even play the bass. No, he, he couldn't. was just put on stage. He couldn't. So. He, he had to take speed to learn it. I kind of I, I I know where you're coming from, but I actually kind of love that this was a band that was number one, and they were dressed by uh, Vivian Westwood. Yeah, and managed <laughs> out of a sex shop in London, and just the idea of it, <laughs> you know. The idea of it is like the least. <laughs> punk thing it's like oh sure we'll get like maybe in last one yeah she was i i love her work yes um, and she's course. amazing but still like getting mm. like someone to dress you as a mm. punk yeah getting someone yeah. to you know fabricate this yeah. music for you that's the least punk thing to me so yeah. i used to love the sex pistols yeah. now i'm like every single one of your songs is the same. <laughs> and also sid vicious couldn't even play the bass so yeah yeah i don't know i've, I've lost i don't know You've, so you've lost that me, shine. I've, I've lost that. I think the interesting thing about Sex Pistols is the background rather than anything else to me. Yeah, Cash from Chaos. Just that idea. That, that was very much the punk kind of thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the where the point I was getting to is, is that as punk was more of an ideal rather than a clothes you wear type thing, which is you kind of t- uh, tipped on there by saying, you know, yeah. dressing as punks, which what does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, is dressing exactly. as punk dressing up in leather jacket and spiking your hair slightly and piercing yourself everywhere. Not really. It, it, that kind of was subversive at the time, but the idea of, of punk was to be subversive, year zero and all of this kind of stuff. So when you come to a band like Dreamwipe, who yeah. are taking punk mm. now and putting a more feminist vent on it, obviously somebody, you know, I am not somebody, you know, yeah. you know that, that kind of lyric is, is, is very obviously geared towards feminism. And that makes sense in terms of punk. That's a, probably more punk than Sid Vicious pretending yeah, to play the bass. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly, no, but I thought they were absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah they're very punk. They're super cool. Uh, their mm. sound is amazing. Yeah. I really love them and also the look yeah. at their music videos. Yeah. So um, very, very cool work. And yeah. all of their other songs, I've gotten to more of their songs that mm. were like out before. I just, I love everything they do. And mm. I like that they're just an all-girl punk band hmm. also i kind of get these like yeah yeah yes kind of um, yeah there's a vibe from that vibe, yeah. and i love them so you so just re- like, you just reminded me of something i got a, I saw a couple of reviews of this album and there's a song at the very end that escapes from mind it's just fmu i believe and the weirdest comparison now when i was listening to them obviously punk and then you go to obviously you know right girl music and kathleen hannah and all the work that she did there but people are making this weird comparison to the spice girls i i, I uh, in the reviews and it was yeah. just like can you not think of another feminist band you know yeah they don't sound I mean, like anything I mean, again you know. spice girls kind of like fabricated as well M- you know so, yeah so i don't know to weird. compare them to someone who's kind of like fabricated and put on stage yeah. to someone these girls obviously kind of found each other in college and got yeah. together and are producing this amazing work. Mm. I, I don't know. The comparison... I mean, the Spice Girls... There's a, did you see the image going around um, no. Twitter? Yeah, just yesterday, just the other day, yeah. they kind of reunited and did a oh, really? photo. And it's like the biggest thing on the <laughs> internet right now. But I'm like, um, again, another like fabricated band. I just have a problem. I just have a mm. problem with that. I will admit, so. I will admit, I, 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 I know, I was at the age... When they came out, and I was I was I was ten maybe nineteen ninety six or yeah ten or eleven, and um, I did buy their album. <laughs> I did. I had it on tape. But anyway, Dream Wife are great, and yeah. I really enjoyed this, and you enjoyed it as well. Oh, I loved great. it so much. Also, oh. I think they're playing Workman's. In they March. are. They are indeed. So, that's a good call on that. They are yeah. actually, and I think that's going to be a hell of a gig. And then we have Cool by Soccer Mommy. Baby has a heart of Her school, she's an animal. 
so yeah, this is another one again. Just kind of this is one actually. Soccer mommy, I found through, and I'm a real big believer in this on Spotify. Is this kind of like you might like this artist, and you go, oh fuck it, I try it. Out. And Soccer Mommy is one I probably found maybe a year or so ago. It's very much DIY, intimate bedroom dream pop music. It's very lo-fi, it's very hazy, very soothing to me. I listen to this in the morning when I walk into work a good few times and this is like, ah, this is very nice, I like it. It's very American. Yeah. It's, it's super, I don't know, like Americans may, may, may correct me on this, but what part of America I was thinking, like maybe California or maybe... I think it's Midwest. Midwest. What? I don't know. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. California has a very you know, different yeah. end. Which, yeah. actually, I would like to talk about a band from California later at the yeah. end. Yeah. And so give more recommendations for music. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think California has a very specific sound. Okay. But uh, I think this, to me, is more American indie yeah, kind yeah. of music. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I wasn't... Like, I thought it was a good song. Mm. Would we'll make a great kind of movie soundtrack mm. for some movie at some mm. point. Um, I wasn't personally too crazy about the sound. I think maybe yeah. it's just there's not enough, like, bite yeah. for me there. But yeah. I thought it was a good song. Cool. Cool. And then we have Pretty Pure by Wen Young. Fucking loved this yeah. song. Um, I've Again, this is another one. This is a real sign, and I don't know if you're starting to feel it now doing the podcast from having to listen and consume so much music, that you, as a, as a reviewer and as a critic, you don't get a lot of time to stop and listen to music that you like. You have to constantly listen to the new thing. People uh, yeah. are constantly emailing you, so you, you, you don't get to listen to... This sounds weird, but you don't get to listen to music for pleasure very often because you have to be listening to something else you might have to be reviewing. But when I when I listen to this, this is one of the songs that I will put on repeat when I'm just kind of being just walking around and, and doing things. And I just love how indie it is, how poppy it is. The chorus is just fantastic. We were talking before, and you picked up on it. Yeah. That we actually have two bands from Limerick this this week. Uh, Slow Right will be later. When Young are from Limerick, and just her voice is is just. I just, yeah. you just, I want to keep I was, hearing it, you know? Yeah, I was listening to it and I was mm. like, oh, because I wasn't sure where they were from. I didn't do a Google or anything on yeah. any of these bands. So I was yeah. kind of just like listening through them and I was like, oh, there's something Irish in her voice. Yeah. And there is something Irish in her voice because mm. I feel like a lot of like Irish female musicians would have a very kind of specific thing in their voice. And um, yeah. yeah, she had kind of a Dolores O'Riordan thing, I thought. Mm. And she's just amazing. I really love her voice and I love the music of this as mm. well. So it's definitely one thing that like, this will be going in like a playlist that I'll mm. listen to regularly. Yeah. Because I thought they were so great. I really enjoy them. Yeah. So um, I thought this was an amazing song. So definitely, again, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing more from yeah. them. It's and, just, a, it's know. a great song with a lot of intent yeah. behind it from, uh, from a young band. And there's a lot of buzz about them, which is great. I know they're now based in London. And um, they're a really great band. And this song is just like, you know, really good. The lyrics are, it's one of those songs, it's a happy, sad song. Because the lyrics are quite deep and dark. In places mm. and like happy sad songs. Have you seen Sing Street? Sing Street is like one of my favorite Irish movies. Yes. Irish movies. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yes. It's like so I know it was like supposed to be the eighties, but it's still kind of very reminiscent of like just growing up in Ireland in general mm. with the music. But there there was a great part where he's like, Oh, I wanna be happy sad now. So he yeah. does this whole like cheery <laughs> thing. It was just so good and the music in that was great. Yeah. So I really love that movie. But there was like oh when I whenever anyone's like, Oh, happy sad, I think of like that one scene where he's like yeah. trying to impress this girl and he's like oh I have to be happy sad yeah yeah what's happy sad he goes to his older <laughs> and his older brother has all these like yeah. cool records yeah. and like I spotted a few like really cool ones in there mm. um and then yeah he's like oh what's happy sad and he's like oh let me show you the cure yeah. so that was I always think for that scene that's a great cool. movie now we also have Believe Me by Lila Vargan when I call for him I call 
Harrigan is, is another one who's kind of been floating around for the longest time. She, I saw her at Hard Working Class Heroes 2015-2016 or something. It was a while back. And she kind of came out of nowhere, released this beautiful single, kind of disappeared, came back. She's now uh, a part of, I don't know what you would call this, Talos is in the same group. So I'm, I, apologies to Brendan Candy and Feel Good Lost collective i want to say i don't know what the actual ins and outs of the company is or what they do but they have this thing going on and they have beautiful photos and then they have this you know they have this beautiful music i was a huge fan of talos and, and wilder lee and this is not the same as talos but it has that big spacious almost irish electronic thing and it's it's, it's what it is it's great is because it's uh Difficult Things Done Simply, which is really cool, where you listen to this music and there's not a lot, actually, of, not a lot of intricacy about it. It's all really about letting things hang and letting things lie. And Lilla Vargas, to me, is a, is a great lyricist, you know, kind of, there's a few lyrics in there. Um, I didn't know when to sing or how to sing until I sang about someone else, you know, so, you know the emotions of it, you know, because a lot of the time... Actually, interesting that you brought that up because yeah. yesterday actually because i was just thinking through and i was kind of like oh the, there's this huge i feel problem in the music industry mm. where i mean a lot of musicians and i was just thinking through like the lyrics that are kind of current today and just my issue with it being like people are just trying to find all these like personal things to write about mm. and i think that's not the right move mm. i feel like especially writers, musicians, poets, mm. they should really, like, reflect and observe. They should observe, actually. Mm. I think observation is important. Mm. And kind of, like, write about other people. Yep. Not everything has to happen to you. Mm. You can just be an observer. Yeah. Like, and, you know, kind of empathize with people and write lyrics based on that because I don't think you always... No. I think that makes music a little bit more boring. Yeah. Um, just mostly because then you just end up singing about relationships and I just <laughs> again you, you, you I touched on this, this, this is, yeah this is not your I thing I am so yeah. sick of that recently yeah, yeah. it's like okay we, yeah. we then again so that's why I feel yeah. like musicians should like observe or not musicians necessarily uh, poets yeah yeah poets should like observe other people and I think, think that's like one of the like a quality to have if you're going to be a good poet mm. is to observe people mm. and write about others mm. not just yourself you can write about others from like a personal perspective yeah which yeah. actually Marcy has touched on quite a lot that he doesn't write all songs not all of his songs are about him, about him. Mm. they're not personal he's mm. like let's step into someone else's shoes and mm. let's do something interesting with that let's maybe kind of think about how they're feeling and mm. let's write from their perspective yeah and i think that's kind of like an interesting thing to, thing mm. to do being a poet mm. and doing that but uh yeah that's why um sorry no, so was, yeah, you were mentioning yeah writing about personal yeah. stuff and i think you need to be insightful yeah and observant yeah. to be a good poet yeah so that's that's what i was actually thinking about because yeah. like, people are trying to focus too much on yeah. these like personal issues yeah and really step out of that yeah. That's just not healthy. Yeah, in terms of this song, then, is that what, did you leave you a little bit cold with, um, with this track? or This track, I, yeah, I wasn't crazy about this track. Mm. It was really slow for me. Okay. Uh, there yeah. was no bite. I don't know, I keep saying there was no bite. I, there was nothing to like hook me in. Yeah. I thought it was really slow, so mm. I wasn't crazy about it. No, but, that's, that's I mean, fair. I mean, I, I quite liked it, but I do like like the relationship songs, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So, I mean, Little Vargan spits the, spits the judges on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have Paint Your Nails by Robert John Ardiff. You never get lost, never know where you're going. You wear on your sleeve all you know in terrible, beautiful. Yeah, Robert has just released his uh, first solo album, He of Come On Live Long, recorded in part, if I remember the press release, I, and it is very much 
very intimate album. Uh, and I think in the, in the review, I said that it was more of a portrait of a songwriter rather than anything else. Really about jo uh, Robert. And it's really kind of not so much about relationships or anything about that, but actually him as a songwriter, him as a crafter of music and a crafter of words. So it's really mostly just him and acoustic guitar and a lot of textures behind it. A lot of kind of underneath, undercurrenty stuff, which I quite like. It's it's very intimate. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a reinvention of the wheel. There are people who have done this before, obviously, you look back at like uh, Conor O'Brien of Villagers when he brought out Darling Arithmetic, his last album, that was a kind of a, a similar type thing. But I like this, you know, um, I like the, the idea of just stripping everything back and just going, here I am as a songwriter, here is how I write songs, this is what they sound like. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I did enjoy it. I like John's voice, John, Robert John Ardiff, Robert's voice. Um, and I think some of the songs, it's not all, it's not all grabbing. Paint Your Nails is, is probably the song at its most raw. And I kind of like that raw kind of um, anatomy of a song that it shows. And I think it's it's a bit more kind of here I am more than here is what I want to be or here's what I'm trying to say. So it's, it's quite, uh, probably the wrong word, simplistic type album. But I, I'm, I'm a big fan of simplicity in music because I just like, you know, I don't like, that's why I can't listen to, I, I'm, I'm going to people kill me. I'm not a big jazz fan. I can't listen to jazz. It just, really? yeah, it just, I can't, can't do it. It just, it, it did it, but I, and I get it. I get it's clever. I really do. And I get the, how hard it must be, but it's just, I'm always just like, this is like fucking listening to an Excel spreadsheet. And I can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It, to me, it is, you know what I mean? Some of it's just like, this is like putting in column five. So something with a bit, a bit of, which is probably why I can, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know, I feel like there's, you can express yourself a lot in jazz, and that's yeah. what it was, you yeah. know, that's what jazz was. But people have started treating jazz as kind of classical, yeah. Oh, yeah. And kind of cl classical yeah. music already, which I mean, I guess, it was a music of its, like, time. You know, it was, it, that was the rebellious music, that mm. was rock and roll yeah. of the time, mm. which is... It's weird then, isn't it, that it, yeah. like it's a, it was a rock and roll of its time, but now it is it is a prisoner of its past, and it, yeah. it has to keep with its old conventions. Mm. Actually, interestingly enough, yeah. so I was the book and it's by Chuck Kosterman and it's called But What If We Were Wrong? Mm. So he does this great thing where he kind of analyzes pop culture, he yeah. analyzes culture in general and it's like, oh, so, you know, how are we going to treat things in the future? Yeah. So let's look at the present. Yeah. Let's look at the past, the present, the future and let's see how we're treating the past as in the present and how we're going to treat the present in the future. Yeah. And he has this great piece about how, about jazz and about how, you know, one day rock and roll will be studied as this like Mm. kind of abstract mm. or more like rock will be studied as if it was classical music yeah yeah jazz has definitely started to be treated as a classical mm. form of music yeah and i feel one day you know in well, another hundred years or so rock will be treated the same way 100 percent. i mean like I, you're, you're very right there we do have these conventions when it comes to music and maybe interestingly that, that brings us back to the punk thing in a way that maybe punk too will become a you know you must have the leather jacket and you must have you know, all this kind of stuff and rather than because if you think about post-punk you know fucking ian curtis never wore a leather jacket or anything like that you look like a, a banker <laughs> that was their thing. They yeah, all look like they're, you know. The, yeah, the cool look, the norm core. Anyway, who are we talking about? So sorry, yeah, and we've gone completely that's off fine, topic. That's fine. That's grand. That's grand. That was interesting. And I will actually ask you one last question. Yeah. Because this book asks the question of, you know, the way if you look at classical music, yeah. you you only think of maybe like two or three musicians that yeah. would like define what classical music is. Mm. But many people wrote it at the time. So for you, if um, rock was to be defined by one person. By two people, let's say one individual and one band in the future, like 200 years down the line when, you know, rock is this abstract concept, who will define it? 
who will define it? I, I think rock. I suppose if you, rock and roll, I think it will, again, even though it, it, he borrowed from Muddy Waters, I think Elvis will be the one. I, I think he... But um, Elvis probably... Has, the, the other one is an interesting... Yeah, actually, yeah, Chuck Klesterman does mention Elvis yeah. and Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, okay. Interestingly enough. As, and he's saying how different yeah. rock would be perceived if you had Elvis and if you had Bob Dylan yeah. representing it. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's... I mean, especially Bob Dylan, it's nothing like what we have now. I mean... Yeah. Again, bringing it back to punk as well. Like punk was the grenade in the seventies that kind of started everything after it. Ten years, nearly fifteen years later, grunge would be the same thing. Kurt Cobain would be the poster child for that. But I mean, maybe Kurt Cobain—that's an interesting one. But yeah. even you know, there's there's people. There's you know what it is. Interestingly, sometimes these people who weren't so big in their time, but time proves them right. You know, Patti Smith, uh, horses. That album is amazing. Has she, this kind yeah. of long lasting thing. I think people will she still does. talk about her in, in years to come. I, I always. Think, I would really hope so. I mean, hmm. I only have like one friend who'd be like super into her, but like, yeah. people don't really remember her. Not people my age. And yeah. a lot of people would yeah. be like, mm. "Oh, Patti Smith." Okay. Yeah. Um, that's really <laughs> depressing. That's yeah. really sad that you yeah. don't know who Patti, Patti Smith, Smith is. Yeah. But it's I mean that's a fantastic question. That's one I'm gonna mull over a bit more. We've like just ranted for that. That's fine, that was cool. That was really cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, we were talking about Robert John Ardiff and mm, um yes. your nails. Yeah, I enjoyed this song. It kinda grew on me more than like instantly liking it. I didn't instantly like yeah. it. Really grew on me and I agree with everything you had to say yeah. earlier as well. So cool. it was a really nice record. Yeah. And then finally we have the Slow Riot oh. with two singles that came out yesterday. Yep. You, I want you to talk about this one. So, what what's your your thing? I like this song. I'll just say that. Mm. And what's your thinking on it? Because this is a band that you Instagrammed yes, trophy wise. Yes, I did. Wise, wasn't I, it? did. I was like, oh, this. I'm listening to all this new music. Yeah, catch up then. yeah. And this um, is the band you kind of. And I think with. it was it was trophy wife that um, yeah. really um, that I listened to first, and I was like, yes, I yeah. love this. It's so great. Mm. Uh, the music is incredible. It's spectacular. I will mm. say the music is actually spectacular. Who mm. was writing it? Like, amazing job. I love it. Yeah, the yeah. Music it's very is dense, just, isn't it? Yeah. It's very layered. It's, it, yeah, it's so layered. It's yeah. just so perfect. And the guitars are just so good. Mm. So everything about the music, I really, really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, Trophy Wife was the one that I listened to first, and I really loved it. And then I was really looking forward to the two new um, singles being released. Yeah. Um, I like them. Again, in Voyeur, the uh, music so perfect. It was so good. Mm. And really loved that. Um, Singing-wise, one yeah. thing I don't enjoy about this... Okay. Uh, the one thing I don't enjoy about the, their sound is probably like very heavy American accent with that kind of sound just mm. in my head doesn't really go together. Yeah. Not just like my opinion, but um, I don't like heavy American accents, especially from an Irish band. Yeah. It's like, well, then again, you either go with kind of like a little bit of British, but yeah. I prefer kind of punk sounding music yeah. paired with a more natural Irish yeah. or maybe British accent or something along those lines. Because yeah. I don't know, I just don't necessarily always, I, I like American accents on American bands. Yeah. And I really, really love Placebo. I adore Placebo and I love his like really weird, weird heavy yeah. accent on his, <laughs> oh, it's just amazing. I love Placebo so much. It's there. Yeah. I've kind of, I used to listen to them and then I found them again recently and mm. I was like, I love this band and I don't know why I ever kind of stopped. But yeah, sorry, we got so right, yeah, yeah. I mean, so right and accents. I enjoyed it. Um, I I enjoyed them as a band, obviously. They, but I think they're cool. I think they really have that post-punk thing down, and it's great to see you know that kind of diversity. There's a really cool scene happening in Limerick at the moment. I think with that, and obviously 
Gus and Gano family, and obviously the uh, Ryan Boyd podcast and stuff. And you have, you were saying, now we, we finished the review, and uh, yeah. you have a band to recommend. I do. The band I want to recommend, actually, because we mentioned, Cal- I was kind of between a few, but because we mentioned California, um, mm. yeah, a band I wanted to mention was The Growlers. The Growlers, what a fantastic name. No, who are they? Really? Are they they're current? Just, are they new? Yes, they're fairly current. And I will track how current they are. Growlers. Is it? Is it? It sounds like punk. It must be. The Growlers. No. Ooh, okay. No. 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 Right. So the Growlers are sort of like they're very California scent, very yeah. kind of surfer scent, but like again, happy, sad. Yeah. And kind of like sad Beach Boys kind of thing. Ooh, I like that. They're very interesting. Yeah. yeah there's a huge like Beach Boys kind of vibe oh, to these guys. Oh, great. But also their lyrics are a lot deeper. Their music is a lot heavier than the Beach, the Beach Boys, Boys. But they're kind of like um, I think the way I describe this band is California surfer sad boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a genre you just created core. there. Sad I think it's boy. California sad core. Okay. I think Lana Del Rey. Oh, I like Lana Del Rey. They sound, they sound yeah. very different from Lana Del Rey, mm. but they fall into that California sad core mm. uh, kind of beat. The Growlers. Is there a particular song? One of my favorite that's, a cool, that's Actually, a cool description. That's you've you've captured my imagination with that <laughs> sad core. So their album, my favorite album of theirs, oh. would be Chinese Fountain. Chinese Fountain. That's a fantastic and name for the album. song. Chinese Fountain is also pretty great, and yeah. the lyrics are fantastic. Cool. It. Um. So yeah, but pretty much all of the songs um in that album are mm. fantastic. I love the whole album. Mm. I think the Growlers are a fantastic band. Yeah. Um. Really love their sound. It's yeah. Such a cool sound. Cool. And, um, yeah, I think that's the band I want to recommend for this week. The Grounders. That's it. Yeah. End of podcast. Boom. <laughs>